the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey, you have found the Mess It Up Podcast. This is show number 108. Can you believe it? And uh, we are here today, still in beautiful Tennessee, and uh, just talking about recovery issues trying to recover from this whole COVID thing, I suppose. Our word of the week this week, for those of you who are so inclined to get 10 points per use, is truncheon. And a truncheon is a, uh, a short stick that was carried uh, by a police officer, like a, like a billy club. And uh, I figured sometimes we just have to beat ourselves over the head with the message. So I figured what a great uh, word of the week it would be this time. So use the word of the week in a sentence speaking. Don't use the word of the week like hitting someone. I'm talking to you, Pat Bitto, right now. Do not go and bludgeon someone with your truncheon and expect bonus points. That will just get you locked up. And that's a promise from me to you. Uh, but anybody else who can use it in a sentence, you get 10 bonus points. Please keep track of your own bonus points because I can't do it for you. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, I am on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. We have a subreddit uh, under Messed Up Ministries that you can go to and uh, chat with us and get involved in the discussion. It's always more fun on social when people are going back and forth. If it's just me yelling into an empty room, that's kind of what I am now. I'm down in the basement at Grandpa's house, uh, just talking to the walls, trying not to look too foolish. So if you guys will join me on social media, that would be good. And I forgot, oh my goodness, I've been forgetting. I started a MySpace. Because I figured, why not? It's still around. Yeah, you should see the looks on the guest faces. MySpace is still a thing. So yeah, I started up a MySpace account. Uh, I got to go and check and see what's going on with my MySpace. So find me on MySpace. First person to post something on, my, on MySpace gets a $5 Starbucks card uh, for the first post that I see on MySpace. Uh, so go check that out. I think that I am either mess, look for Messed Up Podcasts or Messed Up Ministries, um, and you should be able to find us. You can also email me at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. If you've got ideas for the show or you want a song of the week or a word of the week suggestion or you just want to tell people what you're thinking, you can inter mail email intern Dave at info at messituppodcast.com and he will pass along all that stuff to me. If you just want to abuse intern Dave, you can also send him a message, tell him to get a job, tell him to get some shoes, tell him to quit enjoying life in Hawaii and start uh, working for a living instead of living off of... Um, the land. Uh, so that's info at messituppodcast.com. And uh, you can take care of all your needs. Don't forget to check out the book, uh, Still in Beta. It's on Amazon. And hopefully by the time you hear this, it will be in paperback and also on Apple Books. Search for Paul Pippin and Still in Beta, and you will find that book for uh, all of your reading needs. And heck, we're all locked in, so we might as well read a book, right? Amen. All right. Well, I think, oh no, there's one more thing. One more thing. Love to have you join us on Patreon. Uh, go to messituppodcast.com, click on the Patreon button. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron. And listen, if everybody who's listening did $1 a month, that would be ridiculous. If half of you did it, it would cover all the bills for the podcast uh, and, and give us the ability to give out more Starbucks cards as well. So um, check it out. If you're not happy with your patronage, um, I will refund your money and uh, be no hard feelings. And if you just want to listen for free, that's fine. Anybody who does sign up on Patreon, though, gets a free copy of the book, so uh, you can take advantage of that as well. So now, without further ado, uh, we've got some uh, guests on the podcast uh, this week, and I have been listening as I've been driving to these guys for quite some time now, and they're quite enjoyable, but I want to let them introduce yourself. These are the guys from the Soberholic podcast. 
Yes, I'm Jason from Soberholic Podcast. It's great to be on here, Paul. Thanks for having us. You bet. And uh, it's always good to talk with a fellow podcaster because, you know, you understand the struggle. (laughs) Twice as many episodes as we do. And the other day, um, I was asking Roger, I was like, man, we've done 60 episodes. I was like, how did we talk that much to each other and not get tired of each other? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And have people keep on listening. Yeah. But well, a little bit about myself. Um, I'm a worship pastor full-time. That's my full-time job. And um, I've been in recovery um, for going on seven years now from drugs and alcohol addiction. Um, pretty much took everything in my, my life except for my actual life. Um, Lost most of my twenties to drug addiction, struggled through that, going to different rehabs and treatment centers of all types. Um, you know, just couldn't couldn't get sober. Um, then about seven years ago, I, I found myself at another rehab, and I think I had just hit my my level of pain. I just had all the pain that I could take. Was ready ready to really walk the the path of recovery um, out like I never have. And um, you know, God just did a, a, a miracle in my life and just worked a complete miracle and radically changed me. And through all that, you know, a lot, a lot of the parts of my life have been restored. There's still some that haven't. And, you know, um, just like your book, I'm still in beta. <laughs> Nerds that unite. So that was so bad. Yeah. Now, now I'm going to go bad too. Now th- that next voice you heard, uh, God hasn't restored all the parts of your life either. Has he? Uh, no, uh, absolutely not. See, like Jason said, he lost a lot of things, but he did not lose his hand because I did lose my right hand. And so now he serves to be my right-hand man on, on the podcast. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. And we haven't heard your name yet, voice. Uh, my voice uh, is the voice of Roger Bose, not Boaz, which is spelled the same like you see in the Bible in the book of Ruth or even here in Alabama. There's a town named it. Um, there's nobody there that I know, um, and I did not have the money Boaz had, and I still do not have the money Boaz has. So um, it, it, it is Bose, uh, B-O-A-Z, and uh, like you, Paul, I've written a book myself. It's called Soberholic, and that's kind of from that book is the spinoff to how we got this uh, podcast going. And uh, my background was with drugs and alcohol, uh, much like Jason's, and that's how we met, was in recovery. And it's been a really cool journey. Um, honestly, I can sit here today and say I'm grateful to be a, an alcoholic and a drug addict, although that doesn't define me today. I'm defined by who I am in Christ. Uh, but it, it took all of that pain and that hurt and even losing limbs for me to realize that there was a better way to live. And so yeah. that's what I try to do today. Yeah. And everybody, I assume, gravitates right to that missing limb story. And uh, do you remember off the top of your head which episode it was that you shared your story on that? Because I know you guys have shared your stories way up front in your podcast five or something yeah it would have to be around the first five or so shows it just says roger's story i think on there yeah yeah so uh, i encourage people to go uh, check it out and the podcast how do they find the podcast uh, so, so the easiest way to get to it is any of any of the, the platforms, any of you know uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, any of those things. Uh, we're on all the major podcasts, but it's just super soberholic podcast um, is the easiest way. You can find it even links through our uh, website, which is soberholicpodcast.com. Um, dot com. Nice, and uh, yeah, if you haven't heard it, 
uh, great stories. Um, but I remember, you know, there's times where you hear things and I'm sure everybody has that or smell something right. And you can just go right back. And I can remember driving home from the prison one night and it's dark. And when you come around, we drive, I live out in the middle of the Mojave desert. When you come around town, there's a point where you come around the corner and you see lights. And right then is where your hand blew off. And so I have that episode and story just etched in my mind. And every time I come around that corner now, that's the soundtrack that goes through my head. And it's been a year now since wow. that episode's been on, but it's still, that's what plays in my head when I go around that corner. So you've, you've made an indelible mark in my brain, if nothing else. Oh, yeah, that's cool uh, because there's a lot that I remember. I can go back to the day it all happened. I can remember yeah. every bit of that because it was a cool. It was a cool thing to look back at now because it didn't ever play out the way that I thought it would. It was completely different than when you're laying there thinking you're going to die. Um, you know, a lot of different things you would have uh, would have assume, would have assumed would have went through your mind, but with me, it didn't. It didn't happen that way. And the thing I think is interesting is something that I think a lot of people in recovery can relate to is that idea of that you're glad for these things. And it's not, I, and I hate to put words in your mouth, but that's what I do, uh, that you want this to happen again, but that you found a way to take that mess and, and, and let it become a message. And without that, you wouldn't have the same platform, that same ability. Oh, you're spot on with it. That's exactly, I mean... That's probably exactly how I would have said it because, um, was it hard? Yes. Did, um, did it, did it feel like that I, I would never recover from just me losing my hand? No. Did I think I'd ever get sober? No. All of those things were, were hurdles and obstacles I had to figure out how to overcome. Um, but I didn't do them in my own power. I did those in, in the power of Christ and through the Holy spirit living in me and, and those things that, or things that I had to learn to rely on because for me, it was all about willpower, just trying to figure out how to make it through a little yeah. bit more, especially being in the military. Um, we were taught just to, to be gun ho and just drive through pain and all those things. Well, um, you know, I, I was humbled. Uh, you know, yeah. if, if you want to be taught patience, lose a hand. <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful that you decided to take that lesson for me. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So um, you guys, I mean, just listening to you, and, and this is so much fun for, for me because I'm finally getting to put faces and, 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 and I've seen pictures, but when you get to see a, a person on, on, we're doing a Zoom call right now, it's a whole different thing. You guys don't look like the same person or the same hangout kind of people. You don't sound like you're from the same neck of the woods or any of that, yet you're doing a podcast together. You said you came together through recovery can you tell us a little bit about uh, how you guys got connected, first of all, just as people and friends, and then how the podcast evolved from that? Yeah, so I first met Roger. This is a, another hand story um, or lack of a hand story. My first memory of Roger was in 12-step meetings, secular 12-step meeting that I started going to. Um, I, was, I was not in good shape at the time, but I remember my first memory of Roger was we were circling up to say the Lord's prayer at the end of the meeting and I'm next to Roger and he holds out his nub of a, of an arm to me and just, and he just said, just grab it, just grab it. <laughs> <laughs> so I grab onto his nub and I was like, okay, this is different. And then we said the Lord's prayer. That's my oh, man. of him. 
And so, and that's kind of how, you know, and then he, he ended up becoming a, a, I don't know, a year or two later or something like that. He was a ministry leader of, of a Celebrate Recovery, not too far from that meeting. And he invited me to come to it and, and I would come some, I didn't come a lot, but, and then, and then I ended up relapsing not too, too long after that. And so then I went off to rehab to New Orleans for four years. Um, I didn't stay in the rehab four years, but I stayed in New Orleans for four years. And then when I came back, I knew Roger, you know, was still around in the same area uh, when I was moving back. And so I just uh, reconnected with him like that. And we're in the same uh, CR home group now. And that's kind of how it all, how it all started. Nice. And then where did the podcast idea come from? Well, the podcast idea mainly came from, we just wanted a different, a different way to be able to spread the message of, of hope and healing that can be found in Christ and, and through the 12 steps. And so we were trying to think of different ways. And, you know, Roger mentioned a radio show. He had been approached before in the past about doing a recovery radio show. And as soon as he said that, I think we kind of went with the whole podcast thing because, you know, you don't have to, you can just do it yourself. Right. Um, you know, you don't have to have a, a radio station and all the crazy stuff that goes with that. So that's really just how it started. Just want us just wanting to, to help other people in a different way than we were already doing it. Right. Right. And uh, so now you're a little over a year into this. Um, and uh, you said before, you know, it's amazing. You're still talking to each other. What, what have been some, some things that like, I mean, how do you keep that? How do you keep it fresh? Well, Paul, I'll tell you what we've, I think we're at 60 shows or so. And I think it's what Jason just said. He, he keeps that end of all of this stuff. I'm just the talking head over here. But, um, after about 20 shows, I was like, hey, he began telling me there were there are people binge listening to us. And first of all, I didn't even know what a binge listening was. <laughs> and so uh, like he's educating me, um, the, the, the good, you know, and so I'm like, people are listening to us for hours. I wouldn't listen to myself this long. <laughs> and, and so it was amazing that, you know, because I don't know how you started yours, but what we recorded about five or six shows before we even went live with anything. We wanted okay. to have a few in the bank. And um, so we, 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 we launched it all out. So it looked like we had been doing it a little while. And, and we had been, but we just had not put it out to the public. And then when people started replying back to us and telling us a great job, we was like, this is awesome. And so then it was kind of like, okay, now what are we going to talk about? And, um, I don't know if we've done a great job keeping it new and fresh, but I do believe that, um, we just talk about our, our experience and we bring on show guests like yourself and others who share from their experience. And what recovery has taught me is that no one can take experience away from you. Right. So, um, even, you know, we may not have the most uh, credentialed people that come on, you know, maybe everybody who come on doesn't have their master's or their doctorate, but they've got life experience. And that's the people I've always wanted to hear from people who's walked a mile in my shoes. Yeah. You can't argue with the testimony. I mean, you can, but you're a fool. Uh, right. I, I can argue about the finer facts of this or that study. But when I look at this is my life, this is what happened. And this is how God spoke to me. Nobody's going to tell me that didn't happen. Um, and yeah, the power of a testimony is, that's one of the things I love about CR is, you know, every other week we get to hear a testimony about how God made a difference in someone's life. And 
and how they're being changed. So excellent. Well, uh, one of the things that we do here on the podcast is that, uh, that song of the week and um, talking about testimonies. It's, you know, knowing a story about a person. One of the people that I love to know about the most is, is God. And Chris Thomas has a great song called Whom Shall I Fear? And so we are using that one for our song of the week this week. So we're going to play that for you. We'll be back on the other side of the break to uh, tell you our thoughts. And uh, we'll see you in about 90 seconds. Whom shall I fear? I know who goes before me. So that was Chris Tomlin. It is always hard for me not to like Chris Tomlin. I was supposed to go to see Chris Tomlin here in beautiful Nashville until the world shut down. So I was really glad when Roger suggested doing this song. Uh, Roger, what is it that stands out about this song for you? So the, I don't know so much the lyrics, um, but it did speak to me the first time I heard, or maybe not the first time, but what brings this song always back to my mind is that um, like many of us in recovery, we become new people. I mean, just all, all together, we are just no longer the person we used to be. But for, for many people, they still call me an alcoholic, a drug addict. And that's what they identified me as. And I'm sure you can relate with that. But um, so I, I was struggling with this in, in my spirit, in, in myself, that, you know, I felt like the Lord was calling me into ministry, but I was terrified to do that because one, I didn't know enough about scripture. I didn't know enough. Well, about the whole church for that matter, I wasn't raised in church and I don't know how it is where you live at Paul, but over here in Alabama, there's some really small Southern churches. And I was in one of those churches and uh, it's a great church that I was at. And I had told this pa my pastor what was going on, but um, he wanted me to go and make this profession in front of the church. And here this song was, Whom Shall I Fear? And I was already ready to crawfish out of this and kind of ease on out the back door because this is just not, I'm not the typical preacher, right? I'm not the one to, to do that or, or to be a part of ministry. And I heard this song, and it was that one song that, you know, if God's for me, who can be against me? And I was like, all right, so it's time for me to go make my move. And so, you know, I I believe that God gave me that courage to go forward, and I'm so glad that I surrendered to that call and have been part of that. Uh, my daddy grew up in the South, and I've heard a lot of Southernese, but I believe you said something about crawfish my way out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so what for for a person who's a Californian like me, please um, just explain that one a little bit. I'll make it as easy as I can. That means that you're trying to back out of what you know what you're supposed to be doing. And you know, crawfish they go backwards when they swim and stuff. So that's that's the reason we say we're trying to crawfish that. out. Of that. that is beautiful. I'm going to try to try to work that in. Yeah, that could be the word of next week's show. <laughs> crawfish your way out. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Jason, what what uh, what do you get from this song? Uh, I like that song. I've sang it a few times, and I like it because it just reminds me as a child of God that I have the victory in the end, that that Christ has the victory in the end, the final victory. Because so many times, um, you know, I'll just be going through my day and living like I'm not really walking in victory a lot of times. I'll, I'll, I'll focus on the negative things in my life and not on the blessings that I have in my life. Um, you know, it's just kind of the way my mind works sometimes, and I'll, I'll focus on those negative things and just forget that, you know, in the end, Jesus has the victory. Um, he overcame death in the grave. And so in the end, there's victory to be had and that we win in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And I apologize. Um, I'm in the basement and they're eating dinner and I think they're doing the dishes. So I hear all the water coming through the pipes. I'm hoping it's not bleeding through too much uh, to everybody else. Uh, yeah, For me, it's just the simple. And, and the thing I love about Chris Tomlin is he doesn't make things difficult, uh, but it says the God of angel armies is always on my side. And the one who reigns forever, he's a friend of mine. And that's just that personal Thing. I always tell people, you know, Jesus dying for my sins is a great thing. It's wonderful. I'm happy about that. But that wasn't why he came. He came to restore the relationship between me and God. And to, so I could be a friend of his, not just a subject, but a friend. And I think that's a, a wonderful, wonderful reminder uh, for us all. So, uh, yeah, that's excellent. So you guys have been doing this podcast now for a year. Uh, anything memorable that's come up from it? Any aha moments or um, just like, wow. This would have never happened if I wasn't doing a podcast. Yeah, uh, for me, just meeting a bunch of different people and, and talking, you know, this because of this podcast, it, it kind of helps my own personal recovery journey because I get to stay talking about recovery a whole lot more than I normally would. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's that. But then um, it, it seems to come always when I'm kind of like, I need the encouragement. Like a couple of weeks ago, one of my pastor friends in Florida sent me a, a text message saying, Hey, I just wanted to encourage you today that, you know, I sat down with a lady who's struggling with alcoholism and I was able to provide her with your podcast as a resource for, for her, you know, not as a replacement to meetings or anything like that, or, you know, recovery itself, but just as a, and as a, an additional resource to her recovery. And so, you know, little messages like that along the way really help, help us keep going. Yeah. Yeah. One of the cool things that I've seen that the show has done, and I'm sure you've probably seen on your show as well, but um, as Jason and I, uh, our, our stories are similar with drugs and alcohol. Uh, I've noticed that we, talk, we, we interview a lot of different people from food addiction to, to sex addiction, you know, any, any struggle, hurt habit or hang up, right? And we deal with all those. And really, it's always not the glaring issue is the problem. It's the underlining issues are the problems. Mm -hmm. And so regardless of the struggle of whoever's listening, 
um, the, the solution is kind of the same. And so we've got to get to the, the bottom, you know, to the root of the issue. And it's cool to see that because just because I don't struggle with drugs and alcohol today, there's still other struggles in my life. And it's a great reminder that, you know, I still got a lot of stuff I need to weed out of my garden. Right. Right. Yeah. It's good. And I, when you talk about that, you know, just, uh, Jason, you were saying, you know, talking about it and spending more time in recovery, uh, this week I've been working on, you know, one of the projects I have for COVID is getting my nonprofit started. So I've been going through writing the bylaws and articles of incorporation and, it would have been so much easier to find something and cut and paste, but the place that I found that had the best, most reliable words to me, it wouldn't let me cut and paste. So I had to retype it. And because of that, I was forced to read it. And I'm like, I would not have known all this stuff. I would have just gone through and not known, oh, I have to do this. Oh, I have to keep things for this many years. I just would have been fat, dumb, and happy, and then wound up being fat, dumb, and sad later uh, because I didn't know it. So spending the time with it and spending time in recovery, that is a, it's a great thing. And that's why even though I do a, a podcast on sobriety and recovery that, you know, as soon as I saw Soberholic come across as a new podcast, like, Oh, this is, I, I, I was actually a little bit mad at you because I thought what a great name. Um, it was just like, Oh man, that is perfect marketing. So whoever came up with that kudos on that one. Uh, but it, you know, the more time you spend with something, the better you're going to get at it. You know, Michael Jordan didn't start off being able to shoot baskets. Well, he spent time, working on that skill and and i know that it's just something we have to work that recovery muscle in order to keep it um strong yeah and and for me like just if i can squeeze anything remotely good out of all the pain that i went through in the past if god can can take that that pain that i experienced all the misery and active addiction and use it to help somebody else um, in the present and the future then i'm all for it yeah, you make that pain worth it because we can't undo the fact that we went through it. We're just now making that pain count. Yes. And glory be, the dishes are done. Hot <laughs> dog. <laughs> That's outstanding. Uh, one time I did a show from Starbucks. And I thought, oh, this will be fun. Go out in public, do a show. I was so keyed up. I was like a long-tailed cat in a rocking chair contest. Just every noise that went off, I just thought it was horrible. And I went back and I said, oh, that wasn't bad. I should do it again. I was like, no, I won't like that. <laughs> So where do you hope to go with the podcast? What are you, what are you hoping to, um, to accomplish or achieve or what, uh, what dreams and visions do you have for the future with the podcast? Well, I know Jason's going to dime this up on me anyway here. So I, I don't, we really don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know where we'll end with it. Um, we have no, no reason to ever stop any time in the foreseeable for, uh, future. Uh, we've tried, we've already begun making some changes in the way we've done. We've always put our episodes out every Monday. And so now we're starting to do a new thing. Um, one, we've set up two studios. We used to always go together. And now I think even this the whole pandemic thing has forced us to do the Zoom thing. And he and I are both, well, he's starting in the fall. I'm already back in school for my master's. He's fixing to go back for his master's. And so we're fixing to change maybe the way our our video looks but the audio won't change at all i think that's important to do but um overall i i just hope that we continue to reach more people and i guess that's anybody with any podcast just figure out how to get your message out to more sources and so we keep trying to get out to more media um, social media groups we found out that uh twitter is a pretty good big community that we never have tried until here recently 
And, um, you know, we've already, as I said earlier, I've written um, my book, Soberholic, 12 Steps Later. And so we're hoping to, to, that that gets in more hands. And where, where can we get that? How can we get that in someone's hands? Amazon's is probably the best way to get it. You can go to Soberholic, 12 Steps Later. Amazon's got the paperback book already out. Also has the Kindle edition. Um, you can search it through the name or my, my name, Roger Bose, B-O-A-Z. All right. Excellent. And Jason, where do you hope to get with this thing? Um, I'm just hoping right now, uh, with me going back to school, just to keep the thing going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, really, I, we don't really have any kind of dreams of, you know, making any money on anything or selling merchandise or, or any of that kind of stuff. Really, we just want to be a, a complimentary recovery resource to somebody's recovery, um, that's available, on demand anytime. And that's, that's the good thing about podcasts is you can listen to them at your convenience and just having good recovery con content. I mean, that's really, you know, what I want to, uh, hopefully that we've done, um, so far and what we want to keep on doing in the future. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, I know for me personally, uh, I've been blessed, uh, by hearing both of your stories and, uh, really encouraged, uh, by the podcast. So if it doesn't help anybody else, you at least help one guy. So, mission accomplished and uh, keep it going because um, I definitely need things to listen to as I'm driving across that desert uh, each week. So thank you for keeping me alive uh, and other people as well. Uh, we're going to wrap it up there. If you guys have any questions uh, for the Soberholic guys, how can they meet or uh, get, uh, ask you guys questions or contact you? Well, of course you can get us at soberholicpodcast at gmail.com. That's probably the easiest way to get us um, or any of the social media things that we mentioned earlier, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those. We have pages there that you can message us through that as well. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, if you need to get a hold of me, it's bowtieguy and mess it up podcast.com. Uh, please uh, listen, not just to my podcast and Soberholic, but any podcast you listen to, give it a rating and a review. That really, really helps a lot. So um, as soon as you're done listening to this, go check out Soberholic if you're not already listening. Subscribe, uh, give them a review. Uh, if you haven't listened to enough of them, just trust me, it's a five star. Uh, and you can, uh, you can write them um, a review on that. And that'll really help more people to hear the message and uh, do the same for our show. Uh, and uh, check out our Patreon, check out the book. We appreciate you guys. Uh, stay safe, wash your hands, and we will see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Thank you.